You're listening to Voices of Family, the monthly podcast series from the BC Council for Families. Each month, we bring you thought-provoking discussions with notable figures and frontline workers in the family service community. Voices of Family takes you inside family services to hear what's new and on the horizon, making life better for BC families. Hi, this is Ruby Banga, Program Coordinator at BC Council for Families. I'm talking today with Christine Colbert, the Director of Projects and Research at FRP Canada, which is the Canadian Association of Family Resource Programs. For the past three years, Christine has been heading up the Future Save program at FRP Canada. The goal of Future Save is to help family-serving organizations spread the word about education savings through a series of workshops for parents. Future Save uses a train-the-trainer approach with the aim of preparing family-serving practitioners to provide information to parents about RESPs and grants and bond programs and to share tips and tools on savings and basic financial literacy. I've asked Christine to join me today to discuss the topic of financial literacy, which is one that more and more family service providers are realizing they need to pay attention to. Good morning, Christine. Good morning, Ruby. Thanks for joining us. Um, so, Christine, why did the Canadian Association of Family Resource Programs feel it was important to get involved in teaching people about financial literacy? Well, when we started looking at the research behind financial literacy and the importance of post-secondary education in today's economy, um, it became apparent that a lot of the things we talk about in, in the importance of supporting families and, and the well-being of families, um, post-secondary education for children is part of that, and looking at parental aspirations for their children really influencing whether children go on for to post-secondary education be it university college uh, trade school whatever and so ever since the economic crisis financial literacy has become a really hot issue one that more and more organizations are paying attention to and the major banks are very involved as well mm-hmm. um, as well as nonprofit organizations both nationally and regionally is it still too early to tell whether these programs are making a difference? Um, what's your sense? Are practitioners and parents becoming more educated and informed now about their finances? Well, just over the three years that I've been involved in this project, um, there seems to be a real momentum building around uh, not only uh, saving for the child's education, so registered education savings plans, but the whole idea of financial literacy for um, um, marginalized populations, people who have not necessarily been banked, uh, so the, the unbanked or the underserviced in, in the banking industry, um, really advocating for bank- banking products that um, serve low-income families and also just really educating um, families and children about the importance of knowing your own uh, status in terms of uh, your financial well-being. Yeah, for sure. What kind of support does Future Save? train providers to deliver. Often when someone sits with you and helps you set your goals, this has a bigger impact. Is there any sort of one-to-one support to help participants achieve their goals? Yes, we uh, we did the train the trainer with the intention that um, the family support practitioners would then go and offer family uh, workshops, specifically around registered education savings plan, but then a, a little bit about budgeting and savings, where to find that extra dollar when, you know, that extra dollar seems impossible to find, but also bringing in other community players um, to support uh, families in their journey uh, with financial literacy. So uh, assistance with income tax, 
filing an income tax, credit counseling. Mm -hmm. There's so many services within communities that can help out families. So we're trying to get the uh, trainers to then um, mobilize the entire community to, to support families working towards a better uh, financial uh, future. That's great. Back in December 2010, a report by the Maitri Foundation revealed that large numbers of low-income families were missing out on free education grants available through the federal government. Over the past six years, less than 20% of eligible families had applied for the grants. One of the biggest obstacles to the success of the program proved to be that community service providers didn't understand it and consequently weren't directing parents to it. Do you think there's an attitude among family service providers that financial stuff is just too complicated or that it's kind of it's something that's really intimidating to learn about? Um, and if so, how do you get past those kinds of obstacles? Well, that was our fear at first. Here we are asking family support practitioners who wear many hats and do so many things for families mm -hmm. to take on another area that, for most of us, is just not a comfortable place to be. And But what we're finding is that the family support practitioners are going, oh, this makes sense. We talk about parent to parents about um, the importance of dialogue within the family, communicating about family issues, um, the whole thing about uh, dreaming big for your child, all those aspects of family support um, really fit in with um, this whole thing about education savings. So they're just really taking this and implementing it within their regular programming, um, using it as topics for parenting groups. So uh, the family support practitioners are really embracing this and seeing this as an important component of family support. So it sounds like you've had some positive feedback from the practitioners that are using this. On the face of it, financial literacy seems like a very separate issue from things that family service providers would more typically help parents with, things like parenting support, early child development relationship issues, all those things that you mentioned. Um, but in fact, financial issues can put so much strain on a family that almost mm -hmm. every aspect of family life can be negatively affected. So how well integrated is financial literacy into the services that the family resource programs provide and how do you think it could improve? Well, I think there is um, more support from, um, well, at the federal government level, level, for example, funding for this project through Human Resources and Skills Development Canada to get um, people trained. Um, that they've also uh, revamped some of their brochures around the Canada Learning Bond and the Canada Education Savings Grant to be a little bit more um, accessible to people who have uh, low literacy or English as a second language, for example. Um, they are doing things like having vouchers um, within the child tax credit um, check uh, envelope uh, so parents know that the Canada Learning Bond's out there. But what we realize is not just about knowledge transfer, it's not just about telling people, hey, there's a Canada Learning Bond that you might be eligible for, there's a savings grant that's, um, that you know can give you 40% back of, of your investment <clears throat> in RESPs. Um, we have to help break down the barriers once they get to the bank. And so the project that we're working on now, Mobilizing Community, takes that one step for, uh, further in that we're involving the entire community to breaking down barriers and challenges for families to access uh, registered education savings plan and look at other financial literacy programs. That's great. This February, the Vanier Institute for the Family issued their annual report on the state of Canadian Canadians' family finances, and the news wasn't good. Debt-to-income ratios were at record highs. For every thousands, 
$1,000 in after-tax income. Canadian families owe $1,500. It's pretty scary stuff because it indicates that many families may be very close to financial collapse. Um, if an income earner is laid off or if interest rates rise, then families will suffer. So these sorts of statistics indicate that it's just not lower-income families that need financial literacy, mm -hmm. but many middle-income families as well. Are you seeing a rise in interest in um, family literacy workshops? Yes, there is an interest, and you're right, it's not just lower income, it's all, all income levels. And I think the federal government is really taking this um, seriously, and the Financial, <coughs> excuse me, Financial Consumer Agency of Canada, um, uh, along with other, other federal de departments, and some <coughs> community-based or financial literacy organizations are really rolling up rolling out a financial national financial literacy strategy for Canada. So looking at bringing financial literacy into the schools, um, into the curriculum, but also at the community level, such as family-serving agencies, to uh, to make it part of the, the um, programming and just the general knowledge out there. Great. What's the future for Future Save? <laughs> Is financial literacy going to continue to be a focus for FRP Canada? Well, uh, we have Future Save is now just wrapping up, and we have our new project under HRSTC um, called Mobilizing the Community. Okay, the one and, you had mentioned. Yeah, the one yep. I had mentioned. So it is very similar um, in that, but the difference is we're using FRP Canada members to be host sites to then bring other community players, public health nurses, social service workers, bankers within their community. Uh, we've had child advocates, uh, child protection workers come to the table for a full day workshop. We talk about uh, registered education savings plans and the ins and outs and barriers. And then we look at specific barriers and challenges for their community and how together they can cross-refer, they can offer each other support to break down these barriers for families. So it's a really exciting project actually. It sounds very exciting. Christine, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. My pleasure, Ruby. Thank you. That wraps it up for this episode of Voices of Family. Check the BC Council for Families website next month for another episode on the latest in family services at www.bccf.ca. Thanks and see you next time.